Hello, everyone, and thank you for uh, those of you that are following the podcast today. We have a very special guest, just like all our guests. We are going to be sharing uh, Dr. Kubash's story. Uh, he is the cool dean, like a lot of us know him. And I just, you know, when I think of Dean, uh, his, his name comes to mind because he's the, like people call him, you know, the cool dean and not just a dean, but the cool dean title, he earned it. And we want to know why, you know, why do students look up to him? Why do students, uh, you know, just see him as not just a role model, but an engineer that it's amazing and a big, big uh, leader on, on his uh, role of being uh, Dr. Kubash. So I uh, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Kubash. Thank you, Dr. Adami. And uh, I'm really proud of you. And thank you for doing this and, and, and giving back and starting this podcast. I've seen some of your you know, your, uh, your events. And I'm really, I'm really, I'm not sure I'm going to be as cool as the others, but, but I think it's, it's you and the students who makes me cool. And, and that's how we get our inspiration is from the students and from folks like you who come and graduate and become successful that comes back and make us feel proud of, of, of you and all these successes. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. I am going to, uh, uh, I guess start with uh, diving into our questions already. You know, I want to know your story. Yeah, I want to know about your upbringing, and of course, uh, later on, lead to how you got that codeine uh, title, right? So, tell me, tell me about your upbringing. Upbringing. Right. No, th thank you very much for this. Actually, I was born in the Middle East, and. Uh, we had, I had three siblings in, in a family of four kids, uh, two brothers, two sisters. I'm the, the older of the four. And uh, we grew, we were, you know, blessed to grow in, in, in a middle-class family, basically. So, and, and, and that's why I feel I've been blessed. Both my, my father and my mother were in teaching. Actually, my father was uh, the principal for the school. I lived in a village. So was the principal for the school and my mother was a teacher. So, you know, teaching and education is in my blood and, and they instill in me the value of education and, and the value of teaching and the value of giving back and, and helping others and, and extend our hands to help others who are in need of our help. And, and that's how, you know, that's how I, I, I grew up. Wow, that's amazing. Now, uh, why... What's your major and why did major decide to major in that? Actually, to be honest with you, initially, I didn't know. I, I, I know I like math. You know, I like solving problems. And when I, I finished high school and I went to the university, and by the way, I had to leave my country to get an education. So, you know, when I was 18, I left my family. That was one of the tough things that I had to go through. I never you know, you know, flying an airplane, I never moved to a big city. So after 18, going to college has been very, very tough for me. And uh, so basically I went to college. I was not sure what I gonna do. I like teaching, but, but my dad and my family, they told me, you know, you can do something else. And, and because I love the math, I love designing things. So when, when I went to school and I talked with, with one of my advisors and he told me, why not you try engineering? Because, you know, because I wanted to teach, I love teaching. And he told me, no, you could be an engineer and you can still be teach. So I tried it for a semester. I love the classes. 
I got A's and it became a story. And then, uh, and that's why I, when I finished my undergraduates, I wanted to do my, my master's and, and doctoral degree because I was, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, even though I was an engineer with, you know, and this is not traditional because most of the engineers, they become engineers because they want to, you design. know, to company design. But for me, I, I, I had the teaching in, in, in my mind and in my heart from, from, from the elementary school. Now, I'm going to go backtrack, backtrack a little bit. So you grew up, you said you had siblings, your parents had, were already educated. And so you knew you had to go to college. Was that an option or you had to go or that's something that you did mention that your parents told you, you instilled that in you. But uh, you also mentioned that you had to leave. So tell us about that. What, why did you have to leave your country and all that? Right. It's it's uh, and this is one of the things I feel blessed here in in the United States because you know we have security and we can go to schools and in the Middle East you know the the political there was a lot of fightings and things it's the same thing you see here in Mexico like sometimes you know fightings internal mm -hmm. you know issues and so basically I had to, to to go to to another country which is Jordan so after and, and my my family, they wanted me to get educated, but given the, the you know, the circumstances. political the circumstances, so they wanted me to, to go. So, uh, you know, I had options and, and some of my colleagues didn't go basically for an education. But for me, given that my both parents were educators, they insisted that it's really critical for me to go and get an education, even if I have to leave my country and if I need, you know, I have to leave my my home so 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 that's how it, wow so before this you're still there you're in high school you have never left you mentioned you had never been on a plane so it must have been rough to you know what i'm leaving everything behind right yeah and it, yeah it, it, it's been very very tough especially living in a village living on your own being the, the older in the family and uh, so that was one of the things that I, I had to overcome. It's, it's not, uh, it, it not wasn't easy. easy, yeah. But I always wanted to fulfill the, the dreams of my parents and I wanted to, to make them proud. And uh, so, so I went on, that's why, because my, my dad, he wanted me to get a doctoral degree because himself, he was a teacher. He didn't get a chance to get his doctoral degree. So I wanted to fulfill his dream. So I, I felt like I want to make them proud. So that's why I just, I was trying to work hard and- Amazing. So you say you come from a village. How, how, how big, do you remember how much the population was? Right, yeah, actually my village is, is very small and you'll be surprised we know everybody in the village because my dad was the principal, my, you know, so, so the, the village, we, we were about 5,000. We live in the village. So 5,000, if you wow. think about it, by the way, in the College of Engineering now, I have 4,000 students. So, so the village is, if I add the teachers and every, so it was a 5,000 students village. So it was such a, such a small village and getting a PhD in, in that village, it was like, you know, I, I was the first one, not the first one in the family to get that because my parents are teachers, but I was, you know, the first to get a PhD, you know, in, in, in that area because- So not just, not just in your family, but in the whole village. In the whole village, yes. So that That's was, amazing. Yeah, and, and the village was very close together. So 
it just, it, you know, it, it really felt good. And whenever I go there, I like to go Amazing. talk to kids. That was my, my other question. If you ever go back, have you, you go back and visit and... Right. Now, the, 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 the difficult part for me, which is basically uh, my dad, he wanted me to get my doctoral degree, but he passed away when I was in, in you know, in, in, in college. So that was the, you know, but I'm sure, you know, I wanted to keep him proud. So this is something that wow. was... Wow. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, wow, he, that's some awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Now tell me, I know you, you, so you had to overcome, you know, leaving your family behind. You had to, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing, just leaving your village, especially if you have never been out. So that's, how was your college life? How was college for you? College was initially tough because like I was homesick and, and to be honest with you, I thought at some point to, to quit college. But again, I, I keep thinking about my parents and not letting them down and that's something that gave me the, the, the push. At that time, we didn't have the, you know, the internet access. You know, I remember I used to go to a place to call them. You know, I couldn't call them from my home even, you know. So there is no WhatsApp, no thing. So you have to go to a place. And then, and then as a student, pay per minute, I don't know. So it, it used communicating with them. And, and they used to encourage me, you know. And sometimes I tell them, you know, mom, I'm... You know, I want to come back. I mean, you know, and then she encouraged me. She told me, no, you are, you are there. Make us proud. So, so that's, you know, th that was, and, and they kept encouraging me, of course, my, my parents. But it was tough moving from a village to, to a city and to university. It, it's really not, uh, not easy for anyone. What helped you? What helped you persist and finishing that degree? I mean, you mentioned that you wanted to make your parents proud. You mentioned that your parents were there trying to push you and say, you know, you're going to do it. You're going to make it. But what else helped you? I know that um, for those that are listening that don't know you, uh, what helped you, you know, persist and really finish? Right. I, I think like uh, I always thought of something bigger than me. I thought of my brothers. I want to be a role model for them. I want to help support them. I thought of my parents. So so thinking of, 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 of something bigger than me, I thought of my village, basically. I want to make the village proud. I mean, that's, that's a big thing for the village. I don't want to let my parents down, you know? So it just, so all these things just kept, you know, pushing me to, to, to keep going and, and, and to finish my, my degree. It just, just thinking about my family and, and just, you know, making them proud, like you mentioned. And, and, and wow. thinking about my, my younger being also the older in the family actually adds more responsibility because I was thinking, you know, if I quit, then, you know, that's, you know, I felt like I need to be a role model for them. And, you know, it just, be so that helped me, yeah, be an example to my, to my brothers and sisters. Wow. That's amazing. That's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. I mean, you're what, 18, 20 back then. And so you finish your degree and then after you do that first degree, you went for a master's. At that point, you know, where were you in, in your life? Did you have to move to university? Where did you go? What happened? And what made you go further for another degree? All right. Yeah. At that time, when I finished my undergraduate degree, I knew I want to teach. And then basically my, my professors, I developed really good relationships with my professors and all of them. They say, you are doing really good. If you really like teaching, we, you, you know, we recommend that pursue, you know, like a, a graduate degree. 
you know, and, and, and that's how I ended up coming to the US and I ended up to Oklahoma to, to do my graduate degrees. So I moved, uh, so originally I, I grew up in, in Palestine, but then I moved to Jordan, another country to do my undergraduates. And then my graduate degree, basically I came to, to Oklahoma to, to do my graduate degree. So it was, you know, and actually one of my professors there, he graduated from there. So he recommended that I go there. So that's how I ended up going to graduate school. Amazing. So what adversities did you have? You know, now you go from one country to another and literally moving to the other side of the world and everything. So what adversities did you overcome in Oklahoma as a student? Yeah. To be honest with you, for me, I, uh, I that's one of the, I love it here in the Valley. You know, I, I, I love it because the culture is closed, the, 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 you know, the welcoming culture, the things in Oklahoma, as you know, like for me with the mustache and accent and things, I didn't blend good there. You know what I mean? So it just, uh, so that's- So how did you end up here? How did you end up in the Valley? Yeah, I ended, I ended up in the Valley actually because uh, when I finished my uh, doctoral degree in uh, there, you know, I wanted to go back to my country. And then I thought, let me, because they give us the option to get a practical training at that time. So I thought, let me get like a one year experience and at that at that time I don't know if, if you remember Dr. Hashim Mahdi was the chair of mechanical engineering you remember him right yes yes yeah, yeah. and at that time uh, you know there was an opening and uh, you know I, so I was applying for some and actually I got two jobs one in uh, in an air conditioning company and one at UT Pan American and of course for me it was no choice I went to the to the UT Pan American job and i was when i came here i wanted here to be like six months a year but here we go you know now you know it's uh, it's over 20 years now by the way i came here 99 now 21 years so it just uh, initially i thought it's gonna be like six months a year and then i could move either to another place or go back to to, to my original country but then you know, I'm here with four kids born and raised in, in, in the Rio Grande Valley. So I consider myself now a, a Valley native. I joke Amazing. with you, after 20 years, you become a native, so, right? Wow, yeah, and it's just like you said, the, the Valley, a lot of people, those that are not listening, that are listening, they're not from the Valley, that culture that you talk about, you know, the home culture, the family and all that, it's it's very evident here. And uh, you get to, to love that for people that are not around from around here, you get to see that, welcoming culture that you mentioned. Thank you so much. Now, as a, as a, as a student, I know you had that. You had that heart in you to say, you know what, I'm going to finish. What about soft skills? What can you tell me about soft skills? I mean, you had to have the dedication, you know, mad time management. Talk a little bit about that for those students that are maybe pursuing engineering or they're pursuing just education at all. Uh, what, what, what is it that they need, those traits that they need to just finish? Right. Yeah, I, I think one of the things as, as Dean here, we are in, especially when it comes to STEM areas and things, I've been trying to focus on the soft skills because, you know, what I found is that basically the communication is really critical. So that's yes. why we and leadership is really critical. I tell the students here, like you, for example, we want not only engineers, but engineering leaders. And I, I think the focus on the people, the people, I, I, I'm an engineer, but I love the social sciences and things. Even, even when you think about engineering, at the end of the day, 
I tell everybody, let's not focus about the invention. Let's not focus on the equipment. Let's not focus on the device. Let's focus on the people we're gonna, because at the end of the day, everything we do is to benefit someone. So I think that people and that soft skills is something we, we work on and, and it's really critical. That's why I like the students to be well-rounded, communication, their social sciences is really critical to make a, you know, a, a really good engineer. Because in my view, to be a good engineer, you need a good mind, but also we need a good heart, to be honest with you. And, and the good heart is really, is really important. And this is my, my goal here is to, is to have you know, engineers who have the best minds and the best hearts. And I think you are one of them. You have the Thank best you. mind and the best hearts because that's why you are trying to help others. Thank you. I think I, I cannot stress enough when I do mentors, uh, kiddos, and I say kiddos because not just on my job, but outside in the neighborhood, outside at church, but I tell them the network, the network that you build and the people skills when it comes to uh, communication, it's so important. It is so important. And that's what's something that out there they're looking for. I mean, they don't ask me and they're not interested. You know, I was he an A student, B student. They want to know, did he get well along with others? Was he there on time? How work? How well did he work with others? You know the teamwork. Right. Yeah, teamwork is really critical, and we've been focusing on even working with other students now. You know, since you graduated now, even our senior design projects, we put the students like some of working with the school of business with the school. One of the senior design projects I really love: a students from engineering, a students from medicine, and the students from business. Can you imagine? I mean, because that's the way we everybody's going like in, when i tell them when you work in a company you're gonna work with others so yes. having the team spirit and the teamwork and, and being able to understand other disciplines to be able to understand the views of others also is really critical and by the way this is also critical when it comes to diversity and inclusion being able to understand the others put yourself in the shoe of others this applies yes. for like diversity and inclusion minorities women and also it applies to disciplines, you know, because otherwise we will not be successful. Yes, that's how it is in the real world. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I guess this leads to my next question. What life advice would you offer? Not necessarily for engineering students, not necessarily for just, just life as a whole. What life advice can you offer to those who are gonna be listening to this podcast? Right. Actually the advice I, just before you came in, I had one of our students, Kimberly, uh, Martin is actually, she graduated about two years ago. She works at Common. She came to me and she was in my office. Actually, I told her to come back because I love talking with the students. So she came 10 minutes. I told her, look, I have to, to talk with Dr. Adami. So, and she told me, actually, she's waiting for me. She told me she'll come back in, in one hour. So, and she told me, what advice do you give me? By the way, I gave her this, this book. I, I, you know, you know, start with why, you know? And start with why about having a why, having a passion, having a purpose. You know, you know, if you think about it, why are you doing this? You see, you are doing this because you have a passion and a purpose beyond yourself. So, so having a passion and, and you could know your area, but if you have a passion, if you love what you do, you're going to be successful. And sometimes I use my, actually, I was talking with her a few minutes ago and I, I was showing her the, uh, Sometimes I, I told her I want to teach. I, I was showing her those three circles. I was uh, teaching her those three circles. There is what in the outside, there is why, and in the middle is why. 
And I tell her the outside circle, everybody, everyone knows what they are doing. If you are an engineer, you know engineer. If you are like an accountant, the, the, the inside circle is the why fewer people knows how they do it and how to be like really good. But the very few have the why and the why is the passion. And those are the people who are successful. And, and that's one, one of the things, to be honest with you, for me now, when I hire faculty, I look for people who have the why. Yes, I mean, I want the qualifications, but who wants to make a difference? Who wants? And that's what the companies, because if you hire somebody who have the why and the passion, they will do amazing things and they won't just take it as a job. Because if you take something as a job, it becomes a job. You will not give your heart and, and so it. So my advice is, you know, have a why, have a passion. So this is my, my, my first advice that I give to the students. And actually she came in and I gave her that, that book. Wow. I, I, I love it. Yes, when you, when you know your purpose, and it's, 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 I guess, tough sometimes because we're talking to, you know, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, we tell them, you know, find your passion, find what you want to do, you know, find your purpose. But a lot of times they think, you know, once I stick to a track, for example, that's what I'm going to do all my life. Like, no, it's okay. You can switch and you can change later. But yeah, finding your why, it's a very, very important. And then I guess once you know it, like that saying, once you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. Right. So, and this is really evident in, in what you do. Right. The other advice usually I, I, I give to the students is to focus, and this is what I try to do, is to focus on the people. Because sometimes engineers and things, we tend to focus on machines, account, I mean, is, is you know, is, is just people comes first and, and focusing on, on the people. Because at the end of the day, I tell them you could do, you know, all the great things you do, but it comes what difference you make in somebody's life. I tell everybody, think about it. Like you could have all the money, you could, you know, do great things. Even a faculty member, you could publish, you could do. But at the end of the day, it's that touch, that difference. People are going to remember what difference you make in their lives. Really, they're not going to remember like, you know. So these are the touch on, I mean, so the people in my view, and I, I tend to tell them because sometimes we think like everybody matters, to, to be honest with you. Everybody, everybody is important. Everybody. So this, this, this focus on people and, and they matter and, and, you know, everybody matters and just making a difference in somebody's, you know, and regardless of who's that person, I think that's key to the focus on people because sometimes we, we tend to focus other things and we forget about the people. You know, this is about people, especially we are in, in education and not only in education, in every, every field you are about making a difference in the lives of others and, and we need to keep that you know people first you know it just it's wow it's thank you yes yes and like you mentioned at the end it's not just education i think if everybody would see this once they find their why and once they see that it's the people that make things happen it's the people's impact on others and and, and that it is i know talking from another lady about mental health and all that when you inject positivity in a person you know, it, it goes and then that person goes and does positive to another. It changes your day. It changes your, your week and it changes your everyday life. But having that impact, like you mentioned, and keeping, you know, and making people important and everybody, you said, everybody's individual, everybody's different, but everybody's important. And then once we make them feel they know that we value them, it makes a world of difference. Absolutely great. No, no, this is, is something. And, and that's why actually here, when I came to the college, we created a slogan for the college and, and the slogan is successful together. It's like, 
it just again is going back focusing on on the collective success i mean everybody is yes. contributing. It's like a family everybody is helping in the family and and that's like you mentioned when you treat people like family they you know they're willing to put more efforts and and yes they're, they're willing to do more for the students and the students feel connected they feel like you know this you know they belong it, it, yeah it's a sense of belonging they don't feel like it's like a, we just gave them a service it's belong that they are a family it's like they feel like it's like your family you graduate but you still you know like go another city but you still connect with them and that that family connection treating everybody now another thing which i i give you jewelry to the to the book here you know another one here which is you know is everybody matters you know the extraordinary power of caring for your people like family this is really treating your people like a family like the way you want to be treated is really is really critical i'm taking know? notes yeah. what was that book called the book that you showed me the first time the first one is start yes. with why. start with with why with why yes and uh, by the way this one i give it to each each staff and each faculty you know we hire at the college i give them this book i told them start with why you know just and and you know because we wanted everybody to have a why and the passion and, and as i yes. mentioned if they won't have the why i tell you I, I, the people i hire they have a why and they have a passion and the first and question I yeah. them, when i interviewed them i told them why do you want to be here why do you want to come to utrgb i want them to make a difference for the students if they just want to get a job i mean everybody wants a job but i want we wanted to people who are going to do more than just a job that's amazing and then research shows research shows that even uh, when when your staff is um you know they're content they feel appreciated the output is a lot bigger than those that are just there you know that that are not feeling appreciated and those people that feel appreciated don't mind going the extra mile they don't mind staying those extra 10 minutes you know, spending the extra to do a little bit extra and everybody wins, you know, they win, we win and then everybody wins. So, but they need to feel that sense of belonging. And, and it's, again, it's been proven. Wow. Right. No, no, I agree with you. It makes a difference. And at the end of the day, I tell every, you know, it's, you know, treating your people like family and giving them flexibility is not only the right thing to do, it's the smart thing to do because you get more productivity. People are willing to work in the weekends and things because they don't feel it's a job. Like I tell you, like for you, when you receive emails from your students and things, you respond to it. It doesn't matter in the weekend. It's not like, you know, an eight to five yes. job. So I think when you, when you treat your people like family and give them the flexibility, you know, and make them feel this is like they belong, then it makes a lot of difference for the organization in terms of productivity and belonging, like you mentioned. Yes, and this goes, I think, anywhere, anywhere in whether it's education, any type of industry. When when you choose the right people, when you hire the right people for the right purpose because they want to be there, because they want to give back, because they want to make a difference, that's when the production goes to the roof. And again, it's been proven. So thank you so much. Yes. Wow. So how can you what can you tell us about how does Dr. Kawash literally juggles work? You know, the 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 you got kids, you know, uh, your personal life, family. How do you juggle all that? You know, how do you are amazing here, but you're amazing there. And just tell us, you know, for the parents listening out there, you know, you're a dad. Tell us a bit about that. How do you juggle everything? Right. It's, it's, it's tough. I know, like, you know, I have four kids at home. They are ranging from, uh, from five years old to 17 years old. 
And then I have close to 4,000 kids in my college. So you have four and add three zeros to that one. So, but, but I tell you, the kids, you know, they keep me alive. They give me the inspiration. And, and by the way, whether they are the kids at my home or the kids at the school, that's why, by the way, in the morning I was tired when I have those students coming to me now, you know, they give me the energy. I go home and I see my kids. So, so to be honest with you, the kids at my home, my four kids at home and my kids at the college is what keeps me going. And, you know, I keep remember what is important and, you know, like how we are here to support them. And, you know, we want them to be successful and, and that, that gives me the, the inspiration and energy. Like, you know, like I mentioned, sometimes at five o'clock I feel tired, but I get the students and, you know, I get excited. I mean, some, some reason because they are young, they are energetic and they keep me, that's why I like working with the, with the students. And I love working with the faculty and the staff, but working with students, you know, it's like working with your own kids gives you a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and they want to keep you going. So, so that's something. So for me at home, I, I wanted my kids to be successful. And at the school also, I want my students to be successful. And, and as long as I keep that in mind, I'm doing the right thing. You know, the same thing, you know, the way I do that at home. But I agree with you. Now, one thing that really helped me is I have an amazing wife at home. And I have, you know, amazing staff and amazing, you know, faculty. So I'm not doing it alone, you know, like, like we mentioned, successful together. It's not, it's not me, you know, and, and the people around me makes me happy and to be, you know, makes me want to do more for them, whether they are my own kids or they are the faculty and the staff in the college. We have amazing faculty and staff. And again, it's the people, in my view, the people is, is those who are gonna give you the energy, you know, and, and if you feel good, you're gonna put the effort. And I think, you know, it just, but it's the help of people around me that, that allow me to manage this. And I really enjoy it. I don't see it as a job. You know, sometimes I forget myself, by the way. My wife calls me at 7.30. She told me it's 7.30. I thought, oh my God, it's a 7.30. I didn't know, you see. So when you, again, it's going back. When you love the things you do, yeah. I think you enjoy it. And I think it's a lot of work, but. I enjoy it. I feel it's fun. Every time a student comes walk to me, I love it. I love the conversation. I love to joke with them. I love the laughs. Every time a staff comes to me, you know, and that's why actually there is uh, something my staff here, sometimes I tell them I, I'm going to go for a walk. They don't let me go because if I know if I go for a walk, it's going to take two hours because I'm going to stop talking with each student and each <laughs> faculty. So they know that two hours means they have to cancel my meetings in the rest of the afternoon so but you know what just from me listening to you and answering this question i mean the original question was how do you juggle all this right but i hear from you and your answer is just the passion if i can summarize what you said everything right. is the passion that you have for what you do the passion that you have for giving back i mean it's evident i can hear it in your voice and that's just you know your passion helps you do what you do and and the other one was teamwork, I guess, that you mentioned you, you work at the team, you have a team at home, you have a team there at work. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. And again, uh, now I want to know, what's this Kudin about? You know, who gave you this Kudin, uh, uh, you know, name? Where did that come about? And, you know, who, how did that get adopted? Right. Yeah. 
actually, to be honest with you, in my view, I don't think I'm cool. I think the people around me is what makes me cool. It's the students, the faculty, the staff, my kids, you know. So I think it started with a student. By the way, a student, you know, you know, one of our students who graduated gave me the hat, basically. So it started with, with a hat, an orange hat. You know, uh, one of our graduates actually who graduated, he gave me the hat and then somebody said, that's cool. I love wearing the hats because you see the orange hats because, you know, I, I, and the reason I wear it because it connects with the students. When I go talk with kids, they see the hat, they pay attention. And I started to be known for, for, for you know, for the hat. And I like hanging around with the students, joking with them and it just, uh, the students love it, that, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm being cool because of the students and because of the friends and because of the colleagues, not because of, of myself, really, but, you know, so, so I don't, frankly, that's, and then, you know, they start to say, you know, the cool dean, the cool dean, but, you know, even some of my colleagues on the deans, they call me cool dean, but. <laughs> just, I yeah. think that's amazing. And I think that, that you said it started with the hat. I think when you walk around the campus and then even right now in, the, in this interview, you have it on. It's just, it says a lot of, about you as a person. Like you're not that, oh, Dr. Kavash, you know, with the, with the tie and nobody can talk to him because you have to make an appointment to talk to him type of thing. You know what I mean? I think just wearing the hat says more like, hey, I'm available. I'm here. And it shows the passion. I think it goes with you talking. It shows with you the passion that you have to help, the passion that you have to spend even time with students. I mean, how many deans actually stop and talk to a student? You know what I mean? Like that's just a lot that hey, I'm here for you. And I think that's how it brought it, that's how it came about, your, your whole passion of, of caring. I like to know the students and I like even to know their parents. Actually, many parents, I communicate with them, uh, you know, like, you know, grandparents. I mean, that's what I love about the cultures. It just, it really feels good to, and they are smart kids. And I tell you, those kids, they are, they are amazing. They just need some encouragement and, you know, some, you know, and, and they'll do, do a few things like little, cha you know, like when you have a gym, just, you know, they need a little, you know, like help to shine and they'll shine and they'll do amazing things. So, so that, that's how they're cool. But I think it's, you know, what makes me cool, if I am cool, I, I don't think I'm cool anyway, but I think it's the people around me because if I went <laughs> in a different college and if I were in a different university, and if I were in a different community, I'm not going to be cool. I tell you, sometimes the climate, you know, arrives yes, yes. for, for success. And the other thing I want, this job also is, is personal to me, you see. And, and, and this is another reason why I like to, 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 to give more and to do more. Because I came here, by the way, I don't know if you know or, or, or that I came here as a one semester lecturer. I didn't come as assistant professor or any, which is the lowest rank of of faculty and then here i became the dean of the college so so it just kind of it feels very personal because you know like i tell you i tell sometimes people it's like when you become the principal for the school where you it, it's personal this is by the way this is my this is my first job my first job utpa offered me my first job i never had any because i was like i told you i went after you know 18 i went did my undergraduate so this is my first job and I started at the lowest rank as a one semester lecturers. And now I'm the dean of the college. So, so and, and this is something because I feel, you know, this Amazing. And, and the Valley gave me all this opportunity 
And I want to give the same opportunity to our students, to our faculty, and to our staff. That's, you know, th that's why I want to do. Wow, amazing. So how does, how does a person from your village or any other student, maybe a person from the Valley who's listening to this, you know, 18, 20 year old, how does that person get to be that codeine at the college? What would you tell them? Right. I, I, I tell them, first of all, they can do it. And I tell you, if you think about it, I grew up in a village, you know, in a different country, which is considered, you know, third world country. I mean, I know I don't feel, but anyway, so, so and I'm here at the end of a college. So it just, I think they need to believe in, in themselves. I believed in myself and I believed in something bigger than myself because, you know, I wanted to make my parents proud. I want to do something for my sisters. Now I want to do something for my, my, my students. I want to do something for my kids. So every step of the way, you need to think about something bigger than yourself. You see what I mean? Otherwise, it's really hard to keep going. So you think about something bigger than yourself. And like I mentioned, you want to give back. Like, like I mentioned, to be honest with you, when I went to, to school, I want to give back to your family. Now I want to give back to, to, you know, to, to the students, to the faculty, you know, to the community. So, so, so this, you know, this giving back and, and, and this you know, having a purpose beyond yourself is, is something that keeps you going and keeps you wanting to do more. And, and it's, it's like I mentioned, going back to the passion and, and the people, I mean, just caring about the people. In my view, just caring about, about the people is really critical. And regardless of who are those people, whether they are a little kid or a faculty member or a professor or somebody who's cleaning the building. Like for me, I tell you, if you ask them, sometimes I talk with the people who clean the building and I, so it's, it's I think that people focus just trying to, you know, to help the people and make them feel good is, is what makes me feel good. And I think that's what we all should be about. Amazing. Thank you. I think when you have that love and the passion for the people, that passion to do your job, to go the extra mile and to do like that, you know, the golden rule, treat others like you want to be treated. And I know that I always add these extra, even when nobody's watching, when you have that attitude that you care for others and you want to help them, I think you'll be so blessed that the blessings are going to keep coming and coming and coming, you know? So thank you. I know that, I mean, we hear in your voice, we hear the passion in your voice. So I think uh, they just have, need to have that, the heart to, to give back and, and to put others before yourself. And I think that's why you're, you're blessed and that's why you are where you're at. I mean, I can see that because you said, you know what, you put your parents, your, your, your family, now you put the students, the people, the people you work with. And that's why I, I, that's, you know, it's, I can hear it. I can hear it in your passion. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Cause I know that I, I see that. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I, I say, I'm really blessed to work with amazing people. Our faculty are amazing. Our staff are amazing. Our students are so amazing. And the families, I love the families when they come, you see the excitement for their kids, you know, the grandparents, it just, it feels good. And, and to be part of education and, and make a difference in the lives of those of those students. And, and for me, just, I know this year we didn't do the commencements, we did it virtual, but all what it takes to see when the students graduate and probably the same thing with you when you go to the South Texas College graduations and things, you see all the students and you just feel the excitement and, you know, and, and our faculty share the same thing. So, so I'm really blessed to be here 
you know, I love it in the Valley. I've been 21 years. I'm not going, I tell everybody, by the way, my staff, I joke with them. I told them the good news is that I'm not going anywhere. I'm here, whether I'm the Dean or a faculty member or whatever. So, so the good news is that you are stuck with me. The bad news is that you are stuck with me and they start clapping. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's good because we, we need more people like that. We need more people like that in leadership. We need more people like that. And really in every aspect of, of industry, not just education, that those that are willing to, to, to give back, those that are, will have that impact, those that have that caring heart to give back. And that's what, especially for the youngsters, especially a youngster, especially right now during this pandemic, you know, that there is so much that we can give. And I feel that we can give it, you know, take the time to take care for that person or two. But so tell me, how did the pandemic affect you personally? Like how, you know, to those listening out there, I know it, it went, I mean, whether you're mom or dad, just a person, even the youngers, the teenagers, you know, what, what can you tell us about the pandemic and how, how, how it had an impact on you personally? Right, yeah. I tell you, the pandemic has been very tough on, on two fronts. You know, I know many friends who, who lost loved ones. You know, I have staff here who, I have staff who lost, you know, some, some of their, you know, loved ones. We lost some of our graduates, you know, some, so it has been tough. I, I know a couple of friends who lost their jobs, you know, and, uh, and you always worry about, I mean, you make you think about life. I worry about your, uh, actually, uh, today I, I thought of canceling the, you know, this podcast because my sister called me around noon and she told me my mother, she had COVID. She's 80 years old. And I'm really concerned about her, to be honest with you. So, so it's, you know, it's been tough seeing some, you know, I've seen one of our staff, she lost her sister who used to work in our college. It's, it's not easy. People are going through difficult times. You know, I, I see people, you know, standing in the lines of the food banks. So, so, so the pandemic, it just, but also in my view, the pandemic, it has a lot of side, you know, like bad things, but also on the other hand, it, in my view, it's helping us to think about what's important in life. You know, you know, you know, I tell you, I really appreciate my colleagues more. I really appreciate, even though we don't see each other, but I feel closer to them. You know, you know, I feel closer to my family. You know, even my family oversees my mom. I used to call her every week. How are you doing? So, so I know the pandemic has been tough and, and, and especially like I mentioned, you know, I just learned actually at noon that, you know, so I'm, I'm praying for her, you know, she's 82. So I'm really concerned about her, but but it's been tough with many people we know who, who suffered, who went through difficult times, who lost jobs. But again, I see some, some positive sides because I see people are getting closer to each other. People are supporting each other. People are helping each other. So that's the positive things. And I'm very positive. We're gonna, you know, that's what I tell everybody. It's a difficult time, but we're gonna come together stronger and we're gonna know how to care about each other and at the end of the day, I, sometimes we take each other for granted, you know, and it, it's, it, it's not. I know the staff, you know, I, I don't want to mention who lost her sister. It's tough. I mean, you take your brother, your sister, you know, I'm now thinking about my mom. I mean, it just, it's, it's tough. But, but I think we, you know, like we talked, I think we need to be positive. And I, I always try to see the positive in things, you know. There is positive things and, and we should be able to overcome this and, and focus on the success of our students and the success of the next generation and, and do great things. But I agree with you, the pandemic has been really tough and 
and many people has been suffering and I keep them in my prayers. Many students, they come to me and, and their parents lost jobs and we try to help them. So it just, it, you know, so, so we pray for the best that the good thing vaccines are coming. So I'm hoping we get back to normal. Now, on the other side, for me, I like the events. I like the people. I like laughing with the students. I mean, you know, I don't like these online, you know, things. So, so it just, you know, I, I want to get back to normal and, and to, to be able to sit down with you and meet you and, you know, and you know, the valley here, you know, I like hugging people. You see what I mean? So I'm, I'm just, it just, that what makes the valley different is the warmth of the culture. You see, going out, eating together, spending time with the family, bringing all, actually this time we bring all the graduates, all their students, they bring their parents and they all together. These are the things that I miss the most. But I'm hopeful we're gonna, we're gonna get through this and, and we're gonna be able to do all those things again. Thank you and thank you. And then I'm sorry about listening, hearing about your mom. And I know, like you mentioned, you know, it's a lot of, I know a lot of people whose families, you know, they lost families also. They lost a dad, a sister, brother, and it's been hard on everybody. But I, I, I asked this question because people think that, oh no, she lives in that, you know, that five bedroom home. Oh, he's a Kudin. He's not, he doesn't, the pandemic didn't affect him. No, it affected everybody. It affected everybody regardless your salary. It affected everybody regardless whatever rank you have at, at work. And it's hurting. And I think here in the Valley, when one person hurts, we all hurt. And that talks about our culture. You know, I listening to you saying, you know what, I, you're hurting because of your staff and all that. And it, it's tough. And I think uh, as the Valley, we need to come together to, you know, support each other. How can I help you? You know, how can I help you? How can you help me? You know, whether, you know, you mentioned the food bank. I know a lot of people have been blessed by, by that. I mean, our churches are giving. And there are people that had never done any, any such, you know, giving back. Now they're doing it. You also mentioned how we're now valuing the, the little things, you know, valuing you know, the, the time that we spend with everybody where before it was, ah, you know, we took a lot of things for granted. So I think we, we learned, we, we learned, um, it took a lot and I took this pandemic for a lot of us to realize that we're okay. We don't need the new car. You know, we don't need the, 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 the expensive clothes or watches that the people that it goes back to the people they had mentioned, the people is the one that matters. People are the one that, that, need to be a priority and regardless what situation or what industry we're in, people are the most important thing. So thank you so much for that. And again, I just want to shine a light that, hey, regardless of what our background is, we're still got, you know, hit with a pandemic. We're still going, we're still struggling, but yet we're moving forward. Regardless of we need to move forward and we're moving forward. Thank you so much for that. No, thank you. And our students are very resilient. I mean, we see them graduating. We and we are really proud of them because, you know, that passion, we talked about the passion, but also perseverance is important. And when you have a passion, you have a perseverance. So, so I've seen that in our faculty, in our staff, in our friends, in our families. And, and this is what makes the Valley different. They come together, they help each other. And I, I, I like to mention, I mean, you know, we are getting to appreciate each other more. And even though I tell everybody, we are like physically distanced from each other, but I feel we are emotionally more connected. I mean, I feel we are closer to each other, you know. Yes. That's what I feel after the pandemic. 
Yes, thank you. I think a lot of good things have come out and are coming out of this. So that's amazing. Now, I would like to ask you one other question. I know we describe you, we see you, we, we say Dr. Kavash, and we say either Kudi, you know, and me, myself, I say, you know, he's amazing. He's always doing this with the students in the community and so forth. And I know that you care, but how do you, how do you describe Dr. Kavash? If you were to describe to those people listening that they know you, that they don't see you in the hat, they don't know you. How, you, how do you describe Dr. For me, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, it's funny they call me the cool dean and and things, but but really for me, I like I like people to be honest with you, and that's why, you know, I till when I hire chairs, I tell them, you know, I have the belief, you know, you know, when we talk about leadership, I tell people you have to love before you lead, you have to love, and lead starts with L, and love starts, you know, so you have to love the people before you lead them. It's like your kids. So, you know, I think this is the, you know, this is the key, just loving your people, wanted for them what you want for yourself. You know, like for me, uh, I tell you, when a student comes to my office, I mean, this is just, you know, uh, you know, this is personal, you see, I think about myself and I say, if I were a student walking into my dean's office, how I like to be treated. Yes, wow. I think about myself when I was a student. When I that's why when a student comes, I tell them they walk into my office. They don't have to make an appointment, by the way. They just came, I told them come back. So so it's just that, you know, that thinking, I mean, that makes us, you know, human. And again, thank you for that. I love I love my job. I love the people I work with. I mean, it just and I tell people, if you want to be a leader, you know. You know, you need to love the people you lead. Otherwise, it just, you know, love then lead. It's not the other way around. Because if you don't love them, you cannot lead them. You see what I mean? And I tell you, this is, people know. Let me tell you the following also. I tell, I tell that to chairs and something. There is a saying, I don't know if you know, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. So basically, sometimes even a faculty could be hard on you. But if you know they care about you, you still love them. You still respect them. So people, they know if you love them. Like I give the example of little kids, for example. You know, little kids, sometimes they go. So the people know if you, so if you love the people, they'll know it, they'll feel it. You don't have to tell them you love them. And that's why I tell you, you could talk about several people, even they could be your relatives, your family. You could see, you know, you could feel it if, if somebody loves their, their students. You, you, the, by the way, the students in the class, they know if the faculty member care about them and love them or not, or he's just doing a job. They know it, they feel it. So I think this is the key, love then lead. And as I mentioned, I really enjoy, uh, you know, I don't like, by the way, I'm a little, I don't like signing papers. I like being with people. I like talking with people. I like spending time with people. You know, usually I finish at five o'clock, probably from seven to eight, I'm making calls. I'm talking with faculty, with the staff. And my wife gets, by the way, my wife doesn't think I'm cool because I spent sitting in my car like for like <laughs> you know, for one hour finishing the last call. I don't know this faculty just call. I have to take the call. I get by the way, I get a message from a faculty like 10 p.m. Like, do you have time to call? Yes, call me. So um, I and I really enjoy it. I feel that's what makes us who we are because it's about the people. It's about caring about them, and and I feel I'm blessed to be here. I feel this is a family. And as I mentioned, my goal is to give the same opportunities that I've, I've, I've received from the Valley and from UTRGV, UTBA, 
to each of our students, to each of our faculty. And even when I hire faculty, when I tell them, you could be the dean, you could be the next dean for the college. Why not? I want to give everybody the same opportunity that you know I was given because I'm really blessed and the people here are amazing. Again, it's about the people. The people are what makes us successful. That's why when I talk about engineering, I don't talk about, it's about the people, the people who makes us successful. It's not the money, it's not the equipment, it's not, because the people are the ones who are doing all these amazing things. And sometimes we, we forget about the people. So appreciating them, recognizing them. And so I'm, I'm sorry, I went on and on. But so thank you for, for, for doing No, that. no, and that's what I wanna know because uh, again, I know you, some people know you, but those that are not, don't know you, this is, this is you, you know. Again, your passion, I, we can hear it in your voice. We can hear in everything that you're talking about and we see it. And I think that again, more people were like you with caring and in and, and any position of leadership, it, the world will be a, a much better place, right? So thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And I think, and you're not, you're, you're not just impacting your, your close people that you serve, but the whole 4,000 and every single student that gets to cross your path. I think that, that they see that in you and you're um, planting that seed, right? Of giving back. So thank you for that. Now I'm gonna ask you another question. If you had, you know, your your 18 year old self in front of you, you know, what would you tell them? If you could have yourself, you know, the 18 year old self in front of you, what would you tell him? What advice or I don't know, what would you tell him? I would say, yeah, it's hard to see myself as 18 years old because I'm much older now, but, you know, so the advice I would give, as I mentioned, you know, you know, start with a why and have a passion, you know, because what I've seen, I've seen many of the young kids, they come, they don't know what they want to do. They are not sure what major, they waste a lot of time moving things. And again, what do you want to be yourself? And I've seen a lot of the kids now because we went through that, there is a lot of peer pressure. So try to be who you are, you know, what do you want to be? And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, as, and we went through that, all of us, when you are 18 years old, you are, you know, under a lot of peer pressure. Sometimes you try to be not who you are. Try to be who you are, you know, try, believe in yourself, you know, figure out what you want to do and pursue your passion, pursue the things you love and seek help seek help, seek support, because I see a lot of students, they could do great things, but they don't seek the help. Seek the help, seek the support, and, and you can do it. Because in my view, I believe God gave everyone a mind. And God gave every, there is something good in each and every one of us. I believe it in my heart. There is something good in each and every one. We just have to find that good. You know, somebody should be good. We just need, sometimes students and it is struggling to find what they are good. We just need to help people and help them discover their strength and nurture their passion. Because in my view, I don't know what people believe, but I believe God created good in each and every human being. And, and I want to appreciate you for, for giving back. And, and, and I get inspired by you, by the way. I mean, some people think that I inspire the students. It's the opposite. It's the students who inspire me. It's a two way, you know what I mean? Like it's the same thing like with your kids. You see what I mean? You love your kids, you, they love you. It's a two way, you know, the students 
folks like you who are doing this amazing work. And the other thing also about giving, I tell everybody, in, I believe in my heart, and I've done it. The more you give, the more you get. And I tried it every time. Yes, yes. The more you give, but there was time where, you know, I have little money. You know, I give it to somebody who needs it. You know, I get more money. I don't know. I mean, you know, for some reason, I believe in my heart. The more you give, the more you get. And the more you get blessed. And I've seen it in every, every stage of my life. And yes. the, more give, the more I get. And yes. I, I don't know. I believe wholeheartedly in that one. So, so, so thank you for giving. And you are such a, a great example, you know, of giving and, and coming back and, and helping the others especially students who are going through difficult times. And thank and you. 18 years old. I mean, sometimes we just need to, to, to give them confidence in, in themselves and, and just let them seek the help. And I tell you, I've seen some students are struggling with, and you know, sometimes the community, I, I have some students coming to me, they have some mental health issues. They have some family issues. I mean, you know, and, and the peer pressure, I mean, it just, it, it just, and those students are amazing. And once, once you help them, once you help them discover themselves, sometimes they need someone to help them discover themselves. And I tell them, find a friend, find a mentor, come to me. And it just, you know, so. Thank you. Yeah, and then you mentioned, uh, um, you mentioned a lot of things, but I think one of the things that uh, resonates with me is just finding that mentor, you know, finding that you need help. Uh, and then we're not saying, oh, oh, I need, no, it's just, you need to find those mentors along the way, you know, mentors, for either your, your spiritual health, mentors for, for education, mentors for, you know, when it comes to family. And I think we can always give back. We all should. And I know you mentioned, you know, how your faith and God, and I know for me, it's been the same thing. I don't know where in the Bible it says, but, you know, you give and God gives you a hundredfold, you know, and, and it's, it's proven, you know, I, same thing in my personal life. You know, you have that saying, it's better to give than to receive. And it just feels amazing. You know, it feels amazing. And, and that you just gave so little, yet you got so much, you know, and then something that, I mean, you practice and I mean, you're telling me you practice that. I practice that in my personal life, same thing, you know, give a little bit of your time and then you get, you get blessed, you know, and then not so much when we're talking about giving a lot of people think, oh, uh, money. No, you're like, for example, you give of your time, you give up time of your, you know, your effort, that caring uh, heart that you have, that giving heart, you know, putting people first, all that is a form of giving. And that's how, you know, you, you get all this back. I tell my kiddos, mijitos, uh, we're blessed. We're blessed. You know, none of us are sick. We're healthy. We're here. We have a home. We have food. Those are blessings that because you cared, because you give. And that's something that hopefully our, in our, our generation, a lot of people say, oh, you know, the millennials, millennials, millennials. But no, a lot of them, I mean, they know you said everybody's different. We need to treat them individually. And if they see that people like you, that they care that's all that is, you know, a lot of times older folks or us, whatever, you know, we tend to like, oh, put this front saying, oh, millennials, and we try to label them. No, everybody, you said, everybody has their own mind. Everybody's special. Everybody has the ability to become somebody great. We just need to feed them and let them know that positivity and let them know, you know what, you're capable of doing things also. You're so much capable, just like me, to do whatever you want. You just need to feed and find those mentors and then just kind of, you know, find mentors along the way to help you, you know, fulfill your potential. No, I agree. You see it right. And, and you are doing, you are by doing this, you know, podcast, you are helping mentoring many of those 
you know, many of those students and many of Thank those you. who need the help. And myself, I seek mentors. I have mentors in, in all areas. So, and, and we go through, through, through struggles ourselves, but I always try to find the light. You know, we try to find the positivity. I also, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you, I had some personal struggle because my daughter has type one diabetes, by the way, my first daughter. And that was very, very tough for us. We never had, I mean, she has to take on insulin. We have to monitor her. And in the beginning, I was depressed myself. I got depressed because then I start thinking about it. I think, you know, you know, I'm blessed that I have a daughter. Yes, she has a disability, but I have a daughter, you see. So trying to see that, then I'm I telling myself, I'm blessed because I have the means to buy her medicine. Others may not. So you see, you try to find it's bad, you know, sometimes all of us, because, you know, we are humans, we, we go through difficulties, but like I told you, this experience with my daughter, I was depressed, I was frustrated, but I was telling my wife, you think about it, you know, you know, we are blessed to have a daughter, you know, even if she had some condition, you know, and then we are even blessed that we have the resources because some people might have a daughter, they don't have even the resources to buy the medicine or the insulin for, imagine that. So, so always we try to look at, at, the, at the positivity, at the light, and to see ourselves blessings, because as I mentioned before, we are really blessed. And every, in my view, every human being is blessed in some way, somehow, even with a good mind, with resources, with wealth, with health. So if we can think about our blessings and try to give others, I think that will help us go through, because I know one of your questions was how to go through the struggle, is just to think about the positive things, you know, as much as it sounds bad, I think we are still blessed and, and we can see some positive out of that. Thank you. I think all of our, these, well, the struggles and stuff that we, adversities, I think they're learning lessons, learning lessons that maybe we not see them now as we're going through the struggle, but later we'll realize, you know, what that had its purpose. And I think that whatever struggles you went through, whatever struggles me as Miralda went through, I think that's what makes us the person who we are. That's what, that created that grit, that created that, that ganas, that created that power or that will to, to, to overcome, that gave us the, the courage to become better. So that's, so that's what, who makes us who we are. Right, yeah, no, no, I agree with you. And at the end of the day, it's, the, it's about people and the difference you make in their lives and the memories you leave with, with them. Because I also believe at one day, all of us gonna leave this life. We're gonna leave the university. You know, I gonna, you know, I, you know, I plan to be here as much as I can. But again, how do you want people to remember you? How do you want your kids to remember you? This is the question. How do you want your students to remember you? So I always ask the questions to myself, how I like to be remembered. Because if we keep that in mind, by the way, we will, treat everybody with respect. We will care about people. It just think about how do you want people? Like sometimes I imagine, by the way, another way I do to keep my connection, I, I think because, you know, life is very short. Like I could leave my office, I could hit by a car. So I always, I mean, you know, I, you know, I think about that very frequently because I have a good friend of mine who passed away suddenly, you know, and he was, you know him, Dr. Hashim Mahdi, you know, and, and we love him. He lifted him back. Yes. So I always ask my, myself, if I die tomorrow, if I was hit, how I would be remembered? How would my kids remember me? How my colleagues would remember me? How, 
So, so and at the end of the day, it's about story. the story. It's about the personal touch and the difference you make and, and the memories you leave and, and the legacy you leave. What legacy? I tell every faculty member, think about it. When you leave this world, what legacy are you going to leave? And if we everybody think about their legacy, you know, when it comes to their kids, to their work, to their students, I think the world will be a better world and people will love each other and people will get around. And again, I know 2020 has not been good, but I'm hoping for a better 2021, you know, a better world, a better future for our students. And 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 I'm 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 looking forward to 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 you to know better. To, to better because I know 2020 has not been a good year for for any of us. We know that. Yes, well, thank you for that. But I know again, I, I think everything's a teaching lesson. And I know I, myself, I've learned a lot. I've been uh, wanting to do so many things that if life would have been the way it was, so chop chop and so many things going on, I wouldn't have not gone around to do those. And one of this was this podcast, which was the seed was planted back in 2017 to, to start the podcast. And it was just later, 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 later. And 2020 was a year. So now here we are. And I think for all of us, regardless, again, our age, I think there's something that we need to look back and, and you know, whether we're doing resolutions or we don't, but it's something that we can learn from this and just make a better person. You, you mentioned legacy, you know, how do you want to be remembered? And I think if we make an impact and because people might say, well, you're, you're a dean, you can say whatever you want, you're this, you're that. But I think if we start with our, our, our family and our, you know, our close members that we have, we can start making an impact on them. It's going to expand and do more. We don't have to, we're not talking about, you know, impacting 4,000 people, you know, 200 people. But I think if we all can change. I have a saying that says you don't have to cross or travel the world to change it. I think we can just cross the street, you know, and make a difference on, on our neighbor. So no, thank, thank you. you for this and hopefully you continue. I know this is a positive things for the pandemic because you started this, this maybe the yes. pandemic have, you know, inspired you to, you wanted to do it since many years. 2017. 2017. So again, again, let's see some positivity. So there is some positives. One of those is your, you know, the, the, the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to add, you know, for those listening, maybe that didn't ask you something before we end, do you want to add anything else? Uh, what does Akudin want to say? No, no, thank you very much. I, I know when you, one of the things you're going to notice, Akudin, you know, talks a lot. So so this is one, I, I like talking with the students and, uh, you know, sometimes I sit, uh, you know, a 15 hours, 15 minutes meeting and then it takes me one hour, you, you know, that, no. But I, I want to say I'm blessed, I'm grateful, you know, and again, you mentioned the cool dean, but I, from my heart, I believe I'm cool because of the people around me. The people around us is the ones who are, because think about it. If you were, you know, Esmeralda, you are yourself. If you are in the middle of the desert yourself, you cannot be cool, right? So at the end of the day, it's the people who give you the happiness. It's the people who are gonna give you, you know, this, you know, this good feelings and the purpose and the meaning. So again, I, I want to thank everybody you know, especially in our college, in our university, in the Rio Grande Valley. It just, this has been a home for me. And uh, I love it. I love the students. I love the valley. I love the culture, you know, and I love you too, Esmeralda, because you are one of our students. I'm really proud of you and everything you do. Thank you. Keep doing the great work and uh, keep making us proud. And I hope to see 
all our students like you. This is Thank my you. Thank you. And I know I'm going to go back to what you mentioned right now. You said, you know, I talk a lot. Guess what? I see it. I see the positive in that. I see that you actually take time to talk to that person. I don't see it as a negative. I see it like, you know what? He actually takes time. They gave me 15 minutes, but he actually gave me 40 minutes of his time. Because I mean, time is very valuable. And as, as we get older, as we mature, we realize that we can never get it back. You know, I have the saying when I give a time management uh, uh, a workshop that I give, I say, you know what? You can either waste it or invest it. You know, and then I think when you say, you know what? Oh, I talk a lot. No, it's just you're investing your time on that person. You're investing your time on your staff. You're investing time on our students. And I, again, some people might say, no, but he talks a lot. No, it's just you're investing. And that's what makes you, you, you know, that's what you, that's your way of giving back, you know, talking, taking the time. Cause a lot of people do not take the time to talk to students. You know, a lot of people don't take that time and you're doing that. So thank you so much. And Dr. Ademot, I've noticed many people, like I tell you as a Dean, every day I see like 10, 50, like coming to my office. And many times people, they just want to be here, to be honest with you. Like one of my strategies, by the way, when I meet with students, faculty, at the end of the day, when they come, you know, and they give me like an issue or something, they talk about it. And then, you know, I, I tell them, if you were in my, in my shoe, what would you do? And they say, oh, I don't know. I'm, I just want to mention it to you. So they just want to, you see what I mean? So at the end of the day, there is no specific request. I tell them, okay. So do you, he says, no, I just want to mention it to you. So just, just people, they want to be reaffirmed and they want to feel that they are heard. And if you, you know, if you hear them, mm -hmm. you know, I think they, they feel, so that's what I say. It's sometimes many people, they just want to be heard and just yeah, by yeah. listening to them, they feel good. And I, I ask them, you know, what can I do to help with this situation? They say, oh, I think, you know, I just wanted to talk about it. They just want to talk about it. And that gives them a sense of, of relief, you know, whether it's a students or it, because at the end of the day, we are humans and we need that. Thank human you. Yes. And you mentioned that, I mean, I can see, I mean, you're a people person. So am I. So this pandemic is like, hey, I want to do, be able to hug people and say hi and give them a high five. And again, this pandemic affected a lot of the things that we do. We're doing a lot of things different, but I think a lot of it has come out of it. So good, a lot of good. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for giving back. Thank you for caring. Thank you for investing. Thank you for investing. And that's something that we need to do, everybody. If we just took, even as a parent, they might, a lot of them are listening and say, you know what, I'm not educated, I didn't go to college, but our, our young people need just that time. They need to know that their parents care. They need to know that the siblings care. Just that time that we give is going to come back and be a blessing. And thank you for this effort and looking forward to seeing you, you know, in, in the new year. Where, thank uh, you. But first, we're going to do it one on one. We're not going to do it through Zoom. Right? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Thank you.